Hi, welcome to season three of the Baby Manual podcast, the Holistic Mama's Handbook. This season will go through alternative and supportive care to help you take care of your little one when they're sick, but too young to take most medicines. I'm your host, a pediatrician and mom, and the author of the Baby Manual and the Holistic Mama's Handbook, Dr. Carol Keim. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Baby Manual podcast. We're talking all about teething today. I'm super excited because this is something that comes up a lot and I get a lot of questions in the office about teething. So symptoms of teething, you've got your typical symptoms of, you know, it causes pain. Teething is pretty uncomfortable. And so you might notice that your baby is fussy or crying, that they're more clingy than usual, that they want more snuggles, that they're crying more. It's a little harder to settle them down. And in older children, well, in younger babies when they're teething, when those front teeth are coming in, a lot of the time you'll see drooling because they get extra saliva production with teething. And so the front teeth, it tends to just kind of drip out the front of their mouth and cause drool. With older children, so when they get their two-year molars and, you know, sometimes age two and a half, three years, they're, they're teething, what happens is that extra saliva is at the back of their mouth and then they swallow it. And that then goes through the intestines and causes this like slimy diarrhea. So you might notice that your kid has like a little fussiness, low-grade fever, and some diarrhea when they're two to three years old and they're teething with that. Uh, also, older children will often chew on things. They'll chew, even young ones will chew on their fingers. The older ones will chew on teething toys. So the natural progression with tooth, they, we say that the average age of the first tooth is six months of age, but it can happen anytime in the first 15 to 18 months of life. One in 2,000 children are actually born with a tooth or get one in the first month of life, and those are called neonatal teeth. And then some of them get the, their first tooth as late as 15 to 18 months, and anything in there is normal. So your child is never too young to be teething. After, you know, I mean, I guess there's at some point they're too old to be teething once all their teeth are in. But the first teeth that come in are usually the bottom ones in the middle, but they can come in any order. But typically it's those two bottom incisors in the center, then the two top central incisors, then the two top side incisors. So right next to those two and then the two bottom ones. And so those eight teeth in the very front are usually the first ones to come in. Then they get their molars in after that. So it kind of skips some some space and the molars will come in after that and then the, the canines will fill in in between. Now, your child typically will have about, on average, a tooth a month, but sometimes they can get four at the same time and that's normal too. So And it could be several months between teeth and that's okay too. So teeth are kind of all over the place. If you're ever worried, you can always go to a pediatric dentist for x-rays, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend doing x-rays because of the radiation, just because of a tooth thing. But you can always ask your dentist if they need that or if they have any other suggestions or any concerns, and dentists are excellent at that. Other signs of teething, so the low-grade fever that they get is typically less than 100.4, which is not even really fever. Usually we just see sort of an elevated temperature between 99 and 100.4 degrees. But what's interesting is that teething can go along with infections. And so there's some argument in the medical community as to whether infections cause teeth to erupt, uh, you know, or inflammation causes teeth, or if teething itself causes inflammation and causes kids to be more susceptible to infections. But you may notice that your kid has a cold at the same time that they're teething, and that's super common to see. So if you go back to episode 210 from the last season, 
It's all about treatment for upper respiratory infections, for colds and congestion. So if there's a cold going along with it, you can you can check that episode out and that can be really helpful for other things that you can do for that. And then typically before teeth come out, you'll see something called eruption cysts or tooth buds. And they look just like little blisters on the gums. The bottom teeth, what I found is that they're usually kind of on the inner side, like either the top or the inner side of the gum. And the top teeth tend to be more, they get the eruption cysts more on the front of the gums or on, you know, right on the bottom edge of it. So from a Western standpoint, what we can do for teething pain, you can do Tylenol or ibuprofen. Remember, ibuprofen is for over age six months of age. Tylenol is acetaminophen or paracetamol outside the U.S. And that's for any age. That's okay to use. And remember that these are systemic treatments. So they will help kind of with pain all over the body and they're not specific to that area. So you can kind of decide if you feel like something systemic would be helpful or you can do something more local like Oragel or Benzocaine. Um, One of the local anesthetic teething gels just works right on the gums right there. Now with acetaminophen or Tylenol, that lasts for four hours in the body. Ibuprofen lasts for six hours. So if your child's having trouble sleeping at night because of tooth pain, I usually do recommend ibuprofen for that because that kind of helps them get through the night. Whereas something like Oragel or topical Anbisol, uh, any of those benzocaines, those really only last for like an hour or two. So if your child is having trouble eating because of pain, if your baby's not nursing very well because they seem to be teething too much, or if they're biting your nipples, that might be a reason to be using one of those topical treatments instead. You can also do frozen washcloths. I love this one. You just make sure your washcloth is really clean, that there's not any soap in it. So rinse it out a handful of times, wring it out, and then freeze it. And then they'll chew on it. It doesn't stay cold for very long, but just long enough to really help topically with that. And so you can do that before they eat something. And they'll a lot of times suck the water out of it too, which is why it has to be really clean. Or you can get these kind of mesh teethers that are either either like a mesh bag or a silicone one. And you can put frozen fruit inside of it and you close it up so that they can't get chunks out of it. And it just comes out through the mesh or through the tiny holes in the silicone and it's cold on their teeth. And so that can really help. There's also teething toys. You know, I haven't mentioned this before, I think in the podcast, but I have an email series for new moms. If you go to nervousnewmoms.com, you can sign up for that. And I have a list of teething toys that goes out in that email series of all the ones that I recommend. Some of my favorites, they do have ones that have like a water or a gel inside that you can freeze or keep in the fridge for children. But once their teeth are actually in, you don't want to be giving those ones because they might pop through it. And my very favorite one is the banana toothbrush. We use that a lot. It's just like a silicone toothbrush. It's got kind of silicone nubbies on one end. And then the, the banana peel is like where they can hold on to it. And then the other end of it also has some smaller nubs on it. And it's just a really nice and soft. And children seem to really love it. So I love I love that thing for babies that are teething. And there's a handful of other teething toys that I list in my email series. From an acupuncture standpoint, there are acupuncture and acupressure points on the hands and feet that can help with teething. And there are also herbal tinctures. Now, when you're getting an herbal tincture for a baby, you want to make sure that it doesn't have alcohol in it. It should be a pediatric one for tooth pain. But you can talk to your acupuncturist or Chinese medicine practitioner about that. And they can recommend a good tincture that can help. We did this with my child and that seemed to help her quite a lot when she was teething with my first one. 
from a chiropractic standpoint, so chiropractic adjustments can also help with teething pain. They uh, they can adjust the upper neck, remember, very gently, only the pinkies, and or they can adjust the skull bones with craniosacral therapy, which is also very, very gentle, no twisting or popping with a pediatric chiropractic. And then there are soft tissue techniques that can help where they'll turn your baby's head to the side and stroke down the neck, and that can help to move fluid and swelling out of the jaw and neck area. So that's called lymphatic drainage or myofascial release, and both of those can help with that. From a nutrition and supplement standpoint, cold foods are great for teething. So I usually recommend things like yogurt, applesauce, mashed uh, cold fruit, pureed baby foods, jello. These are all really good Uh, soft, cold foods that won't hurt your baby's teeth as they're eating them. But then also, ironically, you can get teething foods that are kind of crunchy, like those teething crackers, which are made from rice flour. They start off crispy and crunchy, and they can feel nice on your baby because, you know, they do need a little bit of pressure against that to get those teeth to come out. So those, those teething crackers are just a little bit abrasive at first, but then they immediately become soft and mushy. So teething crackers or teething foods that are made for that, those little like puffs also that they sell in the store, those uh, those are awesome for kids that are teething. You want to increase calcium when your baby's teething because they need calcium to grow the teeth. So calcium is found in dairy and soy products and dark green veggies. And then also vitamin D, which helps the body to use the calcium that it absorbs. So there's vitamin D in sunlight. And also there are supplements for vitamin D. You can do vitamin D drops for your baby as well. Magnesium is another thing that helps bones to grow and phosphorus. Magnesium is found in green veggies, nuts, and legumes. Remember young babies less than a year, nuts are a big choking hazard. So be very careful giving nuts to your babies, but you can do nut butters. And then phosphorus is found in meats and meat products. For young babies, you'd be doing pureed meats. And for older ones, you could do mashed up meats or even just regular meat for once they have their back teeth in. Vitamin A and vitamin C can also help with growing teeth. Vitamin A is found in eggs, dairy, and yellow and orange vegetables like squashes and carrots. And vitamin C is found in citrus fruits and strawberries, especially in high concentrations. And then fiber is also great for teething, partly because it helps prevent that diarrhea. The insoluble fiber kind of keeps fluid in the gut and can help to solidify up those poops, but then also help them to clear out nicely. Then foods that have fiber in them, like grains and fruit and vegetables, can also help with the teeth as they're coming out as the child is chewing on those foods. So remember, once the front teeth are in, you just want to be really careful that your child isn't eating things that they can bite chunks off of and then choke on. Once the back molars are in, you have a lot more leeway in what they're able to eat. So keep an eye out for choking. It's it's a big deal. And then especially when kids are teething and they're just nomming on stuff all the time, they can get chunks of food off and can accidentally choke. I, As a sort of side note, I highly recommend that everyone who has a baby takes an infant and child CPR class, partly so that you can tell the difference between choking and gagging, because gagging is a normal thing as children are learning to eat, but choking is not. And choking is very dangerous. And then also you will know what to do if your baby is choking, if you take a CPR class. All right, from a homeopathic standpoint. So I am very cautious with homeopathic remedies with teething because a few years back, 
there was a recall on some of the Highlands teething tablets because they actually contained dangerous levels of belladonna in them, and there were 10 babies who died because of it. I have a hard time recommending anything homeopathic for teething, but there are homeopathic remedies, and if you speak to a certified classical homeopath, they may recommend some of those. And then from an aromatherapy standpoint, you can actually use essential oils outside of the baby's mouth, not in the baby's mouth, on their jawline. So for babies less than six months old, you could mix lavender and or chamomile oil into a carrier oil. And then you can put drops of that on the jawline and massage their jaws. From six to 24 months, you can use ginger oil and marjoram oil. If your baby is over a year old, you can dilute that ginger oil and put it topically on the gum lines. And then you can also use that diluted lavender, chamomile, or marjoram oil topically on the jawline outside of the mouth. For children that are over two years of age, you can use diluted clove bud oil on the gums topically. Remember, dilute it. I have instructions in the Holistic Mama's Handbook about diluting oils, but basically you want to use the carrier oil like olive oil, almond oil, coconut oil, um, a, a spoonful of that per drop of aromatherapy oil, sometimes up to you know half an ounce to an ounce, depending on your baby's age. And so that diluted oil can be placed topically on the gums. Clove is actually an, a local anesthetic as well. And so that can numb the gums a little bit and can be helpful before they're eating. But remember that if you put too much of it on and their tongue goes numb, then they might actually bite their tongue or they might have trouble eating or swallowing. So that can be dangerous as well. So if you are doing anything topically like that onto the gums, uh, like that clove oil, you just want to use a very little bit. Just use it with caution. And I hope this was really helpful for teething. Teething is something that is really difficult for a lot of parents. It really sucks when your kids are teething and it can take many months. They can be teething even for weeks to months before that tooth finally pops through. Um, I talked about how inflammation does run along with teething and using something anti-inflammatory like ibuprofen might slow down the teeth actually coming out. So I wouldn't use that continuously. I would just say sort of a once in a while, if your baby's not sleeping or not eating, those are great times to use the ibuprofen or the acetaminophen. But acetaminophen is not anti-inflammatory. It's just not as strong as ibuprofen. So it's sort of a, a toss-up about when to use those ones. Yeah, just use them occasionally, really, just if your child really needs it for comfort. And some of these other holistic things can help a little bit more. Stay tuned. Make sure you hit that subscribe button because next week we're going to be talking all about colic and reflux in babies. Remember, you can pre-order the Holistic Mama's Handbook at a discount before November 15th. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just look on Amazon for Holistic Mama's Handbook. It's by me, Dr. Kime. And there's also the baby manual, and I have a lot of information about teething in the baby manual as well, and that is available on Amazon around the world. I have a link in my show notes as well for vitamins and supplements that you get 10% off if you go through that link. And I do get a commission for that. It's a whole bunch of different brands, all kinds of really good brands that are tested and are really good. I would recommend any of those. I don't have any ties to any particular brand of vitamins or supplements in particular. And so there's just a, a bunch of different options on there. If that would be helpful for you, you can find that link in the show notes as well. I hope you have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Baby Manual Podcast please hit that subscribe button below so you don't miss the new episodes as they come out. I would also love it if you could leave me a review. You can also follow me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook for quick tips and tricks that will make you feel like an expert.